Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast, hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger, who's got an ass that's out of this world. Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah, and her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Jacked on Beanstalk podcast. I, of course, am your incredibly beautiful kind, compassionate, and very modest as well, host Sam Shorky. And I am her co-host and sister Sarah Shorky. You don't want to throw any uh, adjectives in there today, Sarah? Oh, geez, it's, it's too hard to choose. There's so many. Right, right, right. Yeah, I feel you. Well, since today's show topic is all about body types and how to eat in order to be at your optimal weight for your individual body type. Actually, yeah, maybe we should use body type adjectives. Yeah, what the hell? Why didn't we plan this intro better? That was, <laughs> why didn't we do that? We're a little rusty. A little rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's rewind and start this intro all over again. <laughs> Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the 35th episode of the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, where we are talking all about body types or somatotypes, if we want to get technical. I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. You say somato, and I say (laughs) somato. And I, of course, am your muscular yet hourglassed endomesomorph-shaped host, Sam Shorky. Yeah, I, you're going to have to tell me what I am. I have no idea. <laughs> and if you say apple, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> well, it shouldn't really matter anyway, seeing as we are both fully aware that I got the body in the Shorky family and you got the face. Yeah, I feel like we should stop saying that because there have been a couple of people who now have mentioned that, you know, they expect me to be like, take your breath away, beautiful. Oh, really? Yeah, and that's that's only setting me up for disappoint everybody. Well, I didn't know we say that all the time, and I think it's pretty obvious that you have much nicer lips than me. Sarah got the full lips, everybody, and I have the thin lips. This is true, yes, yeah. Except for that one time I tried lip injections. Ugh. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and then you showed up at my place, and after about an hour, you were like, Really? You noticed my lips? Yeah, unless you got hit in the face with a shovel. I, I feel like anything else that would cause that amount of puffiness would have required an, an EpiPen shot. Yeah, and it's funny because now I look at lip injections on other people in the same way that I look at hair extensions. And it's like, you don't often notice these things until you've had them yourself. And then once you have had them, you can spot them from a mile away. And I guess I 
prefer to have thin lips now since I've done the, the lip injections because they are visibly noticeable when they are cosmetically enhanced. And let's be honest, I can find a much better use of $650. Oh, God. I know, yeah. brutal, right? How about a raise for your sister? Yeah, or supplements, which by the way, everybody, I just launched the official Jacked on the Beanstalk protein powder, which is now available to Ottawa local vegans out of the trunk of my car, (laughs) but not yet available online, but it will be soon. But anyways, back to this week's podcast episode, which actually was a suggested topic from one of our awesome clients, Jackie, shout out to Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Who is a big fan of the podcast as well. And actually, that reminds me to say a huge thank you to everyone who has so generously donated to our new Patreon page, which we mentioned last week on the podcast. And we will probably start promoting and harassing everybody about constantly. Kind of like how we've done for the last six months, harassing everybody to leave us reviews on iTunes. (laughs) Now we're going to start harassing you to support our Patreon page. But we do it in such a charming fashion. Yes, of course. And when you support our podcast through through our Patreon page, which can be found at www.patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk. One of the many perks that you will get, no matter what level of support you provide, you get a shout out on the air. So big thank you to Michael, Monica, Teddy, Robert, and Nicole for being our first pledgers. Pledgers? Is that what we call them? I, I don't know about that. Regardless, thank you guys so very much. And actually, our amazing client, Nicole, was especially generous, giving us top VIP level support. So you know you're getting all the goodies, Nicole. Hey, big spender. <laughs> And one of those perks for everybody else listening, if you want to get on board, you get to choose the podcast episode of your choice for us to talk about. So Nicole, be sure to let us know what that might be. And you get to choose a song for us to sing at the end of an episode. Ooh, now this is getting interesting. I know, and Nicole is also very excited to receive our autographed 80s-style glamour shot, (laughs) which she has said will be getting framed and displayed in her home gym in her basement. Wow, now there's a true fan. I know, right? I don't know if that makes me happy or sad. Yeah, I don't know, but what I do know is that we actually have to start delivering all of this shit that we are promising on the Patreon page. Yes. And by we, I mean this will be one of your administrative uh, responsibilities. Great, thank you. Mm -hmm. Anyways, back to body types. And we will uncover your body, Sarah. Good one. Right now. And I am going to give a description of each somatotype, body type. Can we just say body type? Is yeah, it... I don't need. I've, somato, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. If anyone knows the correct pronunciation, please let us know. Maybe we should have Googled that before we started. Perhaps. But, anyways, let's discuss each. 
somato type and determine which one applies to you and of course for everybody listening which one applies to them and I will also share some diet tips and suggestions for everybody based on your particular body type so let's get at her shall we let's do it the suspense is killing me is she an apple is she a pear the (laughs) mystery are apples and pear does anyone even do that anymore Oh yeah, definitely. And we will actually get into that. But I should preface this episode by saying that the three main somato types, we have to stop saying somato. The three main body types are ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph. So this is basically how we categorize the human physique based on our own individual build and structure. And these three classifications were actually termed by an American psychologist back in the 1940s. A psychologist came up with this? Mm-hmm. My, how things have changed. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question about apples and pears, there are three basic body shapes. So we've got the ectos, the mesos, and the endos, but most of us fall somewhere in between these three, and that's how they end up becoming referred to as fruit. Yeah, I still can't get over the psychologist thing. I, I feel like, I don't think apple is doing anything for anyone's self-confidence. Well, anyways, let's start with the complete opposite of an apple. Banana? <laughs> No, that would refer to um, body parts more than shapes. No, Sarah, I am talking about the ectomorph type. So for everyone listening, an ectomorph, they typically have a narrow frame, thinner bones, and smaller joints. And in my coaching experience, they're usually the ones who are flatter in the chest and the buttocks, which definitely makes them hard gainers, so hard for them to build muscle. And, and they, I would say they definitely struggle more to build a big old booty too. So if you're trying to picture an ectomorph, think like a fashion model or ballerina type body or uh, one of those really skinny ultra marathoners. <laughs> Bean pole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess we can rule out the ectomorph for me then. This isn't all about you, Sarah. All right? Yeah, screw you. Hello, pot. I'm kettle. <laughs> Fair enough. So what I've noticed when coaching ectomorphs, especially vegan ectos, is that while they appear to look skinny and often struggle to put on weight, they also usually have more body fat than you'd actually think. And that is because they tend to process food more quickly, so it makes it that much harder for them to build muscle. And they'll notice this especially as they get older. The endomorph, on the other hand, they usually have more body fat and more muscle but they don't typically have the broad shoulders that a mesomorph would have. So I would say it's common for an endomorph to have shorter limbs, but a larger bone structure. So like a curvier girl, there's a good chance that they would be an endomorph. Or for men, like think of like a football linebacker or lineman. Is that what are they called? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so not in the football realm. But endos do tend to gain weight easily, especially in the lower 
stomach and hips and unfortunately they are the body type who definitely struggle to lose body fat the most and this is often the case because endomorph bodies love to store high carb foods and they end up storing those high carb foods as fat rather than burning them as fuel so the mesomorph which is the one that I personally identify the most with they have a more athletic strong build with with wider shoulders, a smaller waist, and if they're lucky, a relatively low amount of body fat. So you can think of the typical bikini competitor. If you're a mesomorph, you'll probably do well in bodybuilding or soccer players. I would say uh, they usually have more of like a mesomorph type build. We're just naturally strong and we can usually lose weight easily. But that being said, we can also gain weight very easily as well. Once again, I don't fit into a category. One of a kind, like a snowflake. Well, actually, most people, I would say, are a combo of two types. And like I said earlier, that's usually where we get into the various fruit shapes. I would say you're more of an endomorph than an ecto or a meso, though. What? Screw you. Why? Because I'm short? Well, yes, you have shorter limbs, but you also have a larger bone structure. And I'd say it's easy for you to lose weight and gain weight, wouldn't you? And and when you do gain weight, it tends to be in your stomach more than in your thighs. And seeing as we're sisters, I'd say you're probably the same as me, which is an endo-meso combo, but more endo and I'm more meso. I'd say I have the exact same body type as you, just like a squished version. (laughs) (laughs) And minus the 30 pounds of muscle. (laughs) Yeah, you could be right. And this would actually be a good time to get into the apples and pears conversation. Oh, great. This should get even more insulting. I'm just a friggin' cantaloupe. (laughs) Well, I'd say you're more of an orange than a cantaloupe. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I think we're better suited for vegetables. Didn't we once refer to ourselves as potato and asparagus? Yes, we did. That was also running with the you got the face, I got the body, (laughs) I was the asparagus, you were the potato. But what? A a potato is less of an insult than a cantaloupe? Apparently. Anyway, the typical pear shape is actually a combo of the bean pole ectomorph upper body and an endomorph lower body. So people with a pear shape, especially women, tend to carry most of their fat in the hip and thigh area. And fun fact, this might also be part of the reason why women tend to live longer than men. Why is that? Because belly fat, which is more common in men, is linked to way more health problems than lower body fat. And one study actually found that fat held in the hips and thighs was actually linked to lower odds of some diseases. Ah, finally, the fat pays off. Uh Uh-huh, and get this, according to a study that was done on, I think it was a few thousand adults, and it was conducted over a 12-year period, they found that those whose thighs measured less than 24 and a half inches were actually more likely to have heart disease and other health problems, and the problem only got worse as their thighs got thinner. Interesting, Mm, eh? That is interesting. Mm -hmm. Between your vegan diet and thunder thighs, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing it's safe to assume that heart disease will not be in your future. 
Yes, but I should mention that the study did not track whether people's thighs were larger because of fat or muscle or a combination of both. So it's kind of hard to say why they were better off. But yeah, while we're on the fun fact topic, here's another cool study I came across in my body type research. Apparently there was a doctor-led study that tracked 4,000 men between the ages of 60 and 79 to figure out their body composition and what they found was that along with slimmer waists bigger arms seem to predict longer life and better health so what that means is that the men with the biggest gun shows lived the longest which means that having huge arms like me clearly reflects a healthier lifestyle and as we already know the more muscle you have the better off you are as we age right scrawny sir hmm what sorry i wasn't listening yeah well enough about my sick pythons and back to your giant gut shall we <laughs> cantaloupe so the typical apple shape can also refer to a beer belly, as we've all heard. And that obviously means that you have more fat stored around your stomach while your lower body stays thinner. Now this shape is obviously more common in men, and let it be known that this shape is also a lot worse for your health than the pear shape. Now why is that? That is because belly fat is usually a sign that you have more fat deeper inside, meaning like more fat around your internal organs, as opposed to just beneath the skin. And when you have that kind of deep belly fat, it's actually linked to things like heart disease, cancer, type two diabetes, high cholesterol, and all kinds of health problems just waiting to fuck you over. Mine, however, is closely linked to donuts. You don't even eat donuts. Yours is linked to childbirth and laziness. Fair enough. I just thought the donuts sounded funnier. Yes, hilarious. You contribute so much. <laughs> so now that we all know the different somatotypes, somatotypes, body types, let's get into how we should eat based on our body type, and more importantly, how we should eat based on our body type in order to lose weight. Yes, let's. And I thought to make it especially easy for everybody, I would provide some simple calculations that we can all do to find out what our caloric baseline should be. And that means what our daily maintenance calories should be to maintain our current body weight based on our body type. But let me just add the disclaimer that these are rough calculations and I am limiting the calculations to reflect ectomorphs, endomorphs, and mesomorphs only. So if you are a combo of two, which a lot of people are, just choose the one that you resonate with the most. Or you could hire me as your coach and I will gladly write you a customized nutrition plan and do all the work for you. Are you uh, ready to do some math, Sarah? Everybody get out your pencils. I've got mine. All right. Okay, so mesomorphs. You are going to multiply your body weight by 15. Ectomorphs you are going to multiply your body weight by 16.5. And endomorphs, you are going to multiply your body weight by 13.5. So, for example, I am more of a mesomorph. So I am going to multiply 150, which is roughly my weight, by 15, which would equal... 
2,250 calories as my baseline. Now, if I want to lose a healthy amount of weight, which would be 1.2 pounds per week is a healthy amount, I am now going to deduct 600 calories from my baseline, which would put me into a caloric deficit. So 2250 minus 600 equals 1650 calories. Okay, so we now know what my daily calories should be if I want to lose weight at a healthy, steady rate, 1,650 calories. The next factor we want to look at based on our individual body type is how often our meals should be. So as a mesomorph, I've seen the most success when I'm eating every 2.5 to 3.5 hours. So that means with my six small daily meals as a vegan bodybuilder, I'm eating my first one at 9 a.m., my second at 12, my third at 3, my fourth at 6, my fifth at 9, and my last meal at midnight. If you are an ectomorph, you're going to want to eat more frequently, and my recommendation would be every two to three hours. And endomorphs should space out their meals a bit longer than mesos and ectos, so endos should be waiting a good four to five hours between meals. And obviously I'm telling you, if you're an ectomorph, you want to eat more frequently because you process food faster as I mentioned earlier on this episode. In terms of macros, macronutrients, as we all know, protein, fats, and carbs, what we don't know is how much of each we should eat depending on what our body type is. So the gold standard when it comes to protein intake for us vegan bodybuilders, in my opinion anyway, is around 0.5 to 0.8 grams of protein per pound of body weight. But if we're doing a cutting phase, I will typically increase that to one gram of protein per pound of body weight, and I'll even increase it more depending on the client's body type and their lifestyle and their goals. So for me as a mesomorph at my current 150 pounds, if I'm trying to shred down, I'm going to strive for 150 grams of protein per day. And ectomorphs and endomorphs, I'd increase that even more. So for my hard-gaining ectomorph clients who really struggle to put on muscle, I'd probably have them eating as much as 1.4 grams of protein per pound of body weight. And for my endomorphs, I'd probably suggest that they consume 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. I hope I'm not losing everybody. Sarah, are you still with me? What? Sorry. Anyway, what I'm basically saying is that if I'm eating 1650 calories per day in a cutting phase, I'm going to want to eat 150 grams of protein per day. So I know that by multiplying 150 grams by four, that means that 600 calories are coming from protein, right? Because as we all know, there are four calories per gram of protein. So if I'm eating 1650 calories per day in a cutting phase and I'm eating 150 grams of protein per day, I'm going to then multiply that 150 grams times four, which would equal 600 calories So I know that 600 of my daily calories are going to come from protein. So if I then deduct my 600 from my daily calories of 1650, that leaves me with 1050 calories remaining for carbs and fat. I hope you guys are still following me. 
And this is why it's often easier to hire a coach to figure out this stuff for you. So now you're wondering, okay, how many carbs and how much fat should you be eating based on your body type? So here you go, let's talk fat. If you are a mesomorph, you should be keeping your fat intake relatively low. So I find that my body responds best to daily fat consumption that is less than 25% of my daily calories. Definitely no more than 25%. And as much as it pains me to say this, because I, as we all know, I love peanut butter, peanut butter is life, but in this case, I will calculate my daily fat intake somewhere around 0.3 grams per pound of body weight. Ectomorphs, on the other hand, you lucky skinny bastards, you guys often do well eating about 30% fat, and endomorphs, can actually go higher on the fats too, and that's because endos respond better to a low-carb diet, as I mentioned earlier on this episode. So I would say endos can typically get anywhere from 25 to 30% of their daily calories from fat. So to make things easy, let's say that endos and ectos should strive for 0.6 grams of fat per pound of body weight. And okay, I'm hoping it's helping when I use myself as an example. So let's do that again. So if this is all sounding really confusing, by the way, and you guys suck at math, you can totally come up with these calculations in an even simpler manner. If you go on MyFitnessPal, the app on your phone, it will break down your calories and your macros into percentages and grams if you plug in some of the numbers that I'm helping you figure out right now. So you can figure it all out if you just go to the goals section of MyFitnessPal and more specifically the calories and macros section. So anyway, going back to our nerdy math here, we know that fat accounts for nine calories per gram, right? Carbs and protein are four calories, fat is nine. So if I'm eating 0.3 grams of fat per pound of body weight, I'm going to multiply 45 grams times nine, which equals 405 calories coming from fat every day. And then of course, whatever is left over will go towards my carbs. So 600 calories is coming from protein, 405 calories is coming from fat, Taking away from the 1050, that's going, or the 1650, that leaves me with 645 calories for carbs. And in case you're wondering what that would be in grams, I would just divide 645 calories by four, which would equal 161 grams of carbs per day. You still with me, Sarah? Huh? So, sorry, I wasn't listening. I was. Too busy coming up with creative ways to kill myself with a pencil. (laughs) Yeah, but what's ironic is I bet our listeners are going to love this episode. And for the record, guys, the reason I'm doing an episode about this is because everyone keeps wanting to talk nutrition and talk losing weight and cutting phases and all that. So it's not that glamorous or fun to talk about. It's a lot of calculations. So if this is a boring episode, you guys ask for it. We can go back to the personal development next week. All right. Hey, no, despite my suicide attempts, I'm well aware this episode is pure gold to our our fitness freak listeners that's why i stopped talking because i was pretty sure everybody just wanted me to shut up so they could get all the good info on weight loss right well and the good news is that i think we've given them enough juicy info that maybe we should end this episode so jackie 
I hope that we did your topic justice, or I did it justice, I should say. I did nothing. Yes, but we will be singing together, Sarah. Uh, And before we do sing and sign off, I did want to let everybody know that in case you didn't already figure this out for yourselves, we are now editing the podcast ourselves. <laughs> so if anyone notices a decrease in audio quality, you can totally blame me for that. Yeah, I have a feeling that there were a few treadmill accidents out there last week when Biff Naked screamed into everybody's ears at the end of the episode. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. I was trying to do a fade out using our editing program and it was a huge fade out fail, but apparently no one listens right to the end anyways. So- So maybe no one heard it. Nobody's listening to the end anymore. It could be fatal. Yeah, and on that note, what song will we be (laughs) singing to conclude this week's episode on losing weight for your body type? Why, 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 why? I'm in love with your body. Why, 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 why? I'm in love with your body. Why, 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 why? I'm in love with your body, every day discovering something brand new. I'm in love with the shape of you. That was horrible. Yes, yeah, I know. And that was Ed Sheeran for anyone who's been living under a rock for the last year. And good choice, Sarah. Very relevant and current for once. Yeah, I I wouldn't actually be that impressed. I spent hours searching for a song with no luck and then heard that on the radio on the way over. Really? (laughs) Yep. Not bad. It was fate. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Oh, wait. No, we have not read our iTunes review of the week. And by we, you know I mean you. Great. After I put in so much effort into the song. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, this week's podcast review actually comes from one of our clients who is competing in her first ever bikini show tomorrow. Her name is Jillian, and she is a total babe, beauty, inside and out, and we are wishing her the best of luck tomorrow. Jillian looks awesome, and I know she's going to rep Team J-O-T-B like a champ. So here is her review. Take it away, Sari. Love you gals. My inspiration, and I'm loving the podcasts. Between the chlorophyll lemon water, the fart fests, and lathering our vegan bods in coconut oil, we're pretty much swole mates, Sam. Keep them coming. All right, Jillian is actually from Ohio, but uh, (laughs) thank you for that. And yeah, that is it for this week, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you learned something and didn't fall asleep through all those calculations. I will try to include as much of that info in the show notes as possible for this episode. And again, if you guys want more Shorky Sisters in your life, Please go support our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash jackedonthebeanstalk. Any and all support is so appreciated. Let's keep this podcast alive. Shorky sisters out. Warning, here comes Biff. <laughs> I love myself.